Ready? <laughs> oh, I'm ready, Shelby. Hey, book lovers. Welcome to another exciting episode of Miss Willa's Book Club. I'm Shelby. And I'm Jenna. We're your hosts, and we're excited to be here with you today discussing our favorite thing, books. Whether you're a fan of magical fantasy realms or a hopeless romantic, we have the perfect book recommendations for you. So grab your bookmarks and get cozy, because each episode we'll be discussing viral books on BookTok and Bookstagram. And don't forget that drink of the episode. (laughs) (laughs) Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Well, hi, Jenna. Well, hi, Shelby. <laughs> How are you? Oh, pretty good. We're recording in an extra special location today. For our Christmas theme. Yeah, the, <laughs> reading the Christmas special, the Christmas special. of Frost and Starlight. <laughs> and luckily, this is going to be coming out right around solstice or Christmas if you celebrate. So we're being extra festive and recording this in front of my Christmas tree. It's so pretty. <laughs> it's, it's very, very festive. I love it. It's beautiful. And you match. And I match, yeah. And I wear black. <laughs> I have my, my ugly Christmas sweater that's like moderately oh, ugly on. Oh, it's not on. ugly. I think it's really cute. Well, you know what I mean. It's the stereotypical <laughs> Christmas sweater on uh, to go with it. Yes. Perfectly festive. Perfectly festive. I love that. Yes. Goes well, along we with the book. It. We haven't said it yet, but we are doing a Court of Frost and Starlight. It was just the Christmas special. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. So. I love it. <laughs> so cute yeah it uh was just as short as i remember oh, which was which good. was so nice because we had so many very very long books recently yeah yeah and if you haven't read it in a while uh frost and starlight is the novella that's in between uh the like first trilogy basically of akatar that follow Thera and mm-hmm. Rhysand's story and kind of bridge into the next book, um, yeah. Silver Flames, which is Nesta's story. I know. So how well did you think that it bridged? Actually really well. I did too. I, I actually do think it's a good, it's good for just like getting you in the right mindset of right. being in other characters' minds. Cause this is the first time we see anybody else's point of view besides like one or two chapters exactly. from Reese. So that's always fun. Yeah, it was really yeah. nice. <laughs> it was kind of nice to do that. It was a good way to like warm up for right. Silver Flames, I think. I know. I was a little bit shocked. What did you rate it? I still only rated it three stars. That's, you, what, I gave, gave it three? <laughs> <laughs> that's what I gave it the first time, too. I just, yeah. just, I mean, it's sweet, I guess, but it's, for me, boring. There's not, there's not much that really actually happens. Yeah. <laughs> like, there's not um, anything that we overcome. It's just, like, info. Yeah, it's pretty like much. It's like a, basically could have been the first 200 pages of the next book kind of thing, but it's just by itself. Yeah. 
which is totally fine. Sometimes it's nice for yeah. it, them to just like be a little bit split up like that. Yeah, yeah, for sure. But it, that means in and of itself, you're right. It's exciting. It's, I still read it. But. I read it so fast. Yeah. What did you rate it? I gave it a four, and it wasn't on my Goodreads from before, so I don't know what I rated oh, it before. Yeah. But I could obviously I didn't give it a five. Like I've given every other one for the series. Yeah. And so I gave it a four. It was like, oh, this is sweet. This is nice, but definitely not my favorite. Yep. But a good bridge. It is a good yeah. bridge, though. This one, I don't think we'll have a lot of spoilers. What do you? Did you have a lot of spoilers? Um, I don't know. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. I, mean, I feel like the only things I'll talk about, as with all of our other episodes, yeah. we'll just we'll <laughs> go ahead and give the warning that um, definitely spoilers for the Akatar series because I think we'll probably have some spoilers for uh, the, oh, Silver yeah. Flames. Um, and potentially some spoilers for the other Sarah J Maas books. So Crescent City and Throne of Glass, if you haven't read them. Yeah. We'll try to keep it to that and try to not get into (laughs) any other books. We got, we got scolded for that by somebody. We did. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yeah. So I I apologize if, uh, if we accidentally talked about another book that you haven't read yet, we'll we'll try to keep those spoilers to a minimum. But I think it's really funny because somebody else had responded to one of our TikToks and somebody was like, wow, this comment section is so filled with spoilers. And then somebody else had replied and they were like, yeah, these books have been around for like kind of a long time at this point. Like if you haven't finished the season, maybe don't go looking through the comments. And I was like, ooh, harsh, but also... Kind of, yeah. Like, I know a ton of people that have read all these books and read, like, everything. And now that Crescent City 3 is going to come out, everybody is so hyped to talk about it. So I've tried to be really good about, like, putting, like, Akatar spoilers or Throne yeah. of spoilers or yeah. theories. <laughs> no, that's a, that's a good way to put it, too, because it's different than, like, Iron Flame, for example, right. just came out. And so I think everybody kind of understands that you need to pick big spoiler warnings over that because it came out so recently that people might not have read it yet. But yeah, the Akatar books have been out for years, many years. So while I really hope that we don't spoil anybody with them, we've been hard hard not to. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) We haven't spoiled like the big events that happen in the other series. So we're trying to keep it to that. Yeah. But well, with that, Let's talk about some spoilers. Let's get <laughs> As into I it. Said, I don't think I have <laughs> I know. Well, where do you want to start us off? Um, the first thing that I want to say is Farah drove me nuts in this book. <laughs> oh, She's my so, gosh. Like nosy and just like meddling in other people's lives. <laughs> yes. For the like the whole book. And then when she like couldn't pick like a painting spot and she's like, oh, I really want to do it. But now I'm scared. OK, I really want to do it. But now I'm scared. And it was like. what like this was like one of the things you were most excited about and now she was just like kind of being like a little weird around it yeah I I don't know I think some artists are I don't know maybe a little bit uh (laughs) picky about like what the lighting is in the room and you know what's the mood what's the vibe gotta gotta set the scene a little bit so I guess I understand a little bit and I would understand if it's something so personal to you Mm -hmm the difference of having the first time that you go back and do something you're passionate about in front of other people where they can see your work in progress versus like doing it by yourself and then maybe sharing it at the end that makes sense because your work in progress (laughs) can be really embarrassing I feel the same way like when I started sewing or anything if somebody would see something in progress or like see the inside scenes yeah look messy and embarrassing and I didn't want people to see it so I kind of so maybe I was being a little harsh (laughs) but while I was reading it I was just like 
I don't know. I was just annoyed with Byron. <laughs> I was annoyed with how when she was like kind of poking at more and being like, oh, so what's going on there? Yeah. Poking with Cassian and being like, well, have you seen Nesta or Elaine and Lucian or Elaine and Azra? Like just everybody she wants in yes, everybody's business. She really did. She came off as quite the busybody. She did come book. off as quite the busybody. I thought it was really funny. I had I had made note of that too. I thought that that was pretty funny. But one thing I did notice is sometimes we talk about how selfish that Feyre can be. And I thought one really important part of the book was when she was talking about her sister's cycles and how hers mm. was so awful. And she was like, oh, I wonder if they've gotten theirs. Like, I'll have to ask them and try to get them to let me help them through this time mm-hmm. because she knows how awful it's going to be. And so she wants to help them with theirs yeah well and she even said she's like i don't care what nesta says i don't want her to have to be alone yeah. going through it and that i thought that was really sweet mm-hmm. after us talking some crap about Feyre, that was really sweet <laughs> yeah that was sweet for sure and the scene with like all the little kids painting was cute too. oh my gosh that was so <laughs> cute that was so adorable yeah i loved oh. that <laughs> also the um snowball or fight oh. scene <laughs> I love the snowball fight scene. <laughs> what, what was funnier? I don't know why in my <laughs> mind I remembered that scene being longer or more descriptive. Yeah. Or, like it stood out more in my mind and then I read it again. It's like a paragraph and that's it. I know. I thought that was so wild that it like there wasn't much to it. And I totally <laughs> forgot about the steam room part. I did too. And then how Reese gets kicked out because he was- I mean- Fair, if you're getting a, getting a boner while you're sitting in a steam room with everybody else. Guys. I don't think that'd go over very well. I don't think so either, but I was expecting more from the snowball fight too. I was literally expecting like this whole like thing around the snowball fight, but literally what it was is they're standing behind and then they, yep. and then they come back and then nothing happens and then they throw it again. And it yeah. was like, wow, that was very anticlimactic. Yeah. Although, um, as winning 199 out of them out of 300, is yeah, that how many it was? I think how many so. years they said they'd been doing it or something? Mm-hmm. I mean, that's a lot. That that's was a pretty, pretty high percentage. <laughs> as is the winner here. Yep. Speaking of as. Speaking of as. There was a lot in this book surrounding Azrael. Lots of subtle things, yep. Yeah. Where, like, people would make, like, one-off comments about him. I was, like, not expecting as much of it to happen mm. even though he didn't have a pov in this book yeah he did didn't he did he i don't think he did he oh maybe not i thought he had just like maybe one one little maybe one or two not very much but i mean nobody had like a ton maybe i'm not maybe i'm wrong maybe it was just cassian but um yeah i also noticed that that was interesting they called out as doesn't move through winnowing yes moves like with his shadows or in some other way in some other way which i was actually gonna say i am questioning if he's moving through the shadows but like then are the shadows winnowing like i don't know well it's mm. clearly just like a different type of magic than winnowing and so when they talked about winnowing before they said it was kind of like think like folding the world to make two points that you can step through so I guess we're supposed to assume that whatever he's doing of like walking through his shadows is different than that. Mm-hmm. I kind of remember that maybe there's more of it in Silver Flames a little bit, but yeah. I don't, I don't know. So it was something that I saw that I want to watch out for. Me too. Um, just because that was an interesting note. There's just like one statement exactly. and then never again. I know. I thought that was super wild too. And like, we haven't heard it in the series yet. And we've actually heard a lot about Az. Yeah. And he's like been involved a lot. So I thought that was, 
I thought that was very interesting. I'm very excited to see. Mm -hmm. And then they also talk about later on that nobody knows where his shadow singer gifts come from. Mm -hmm. And I thought that was crazy too. And they talk about how different his powers are than like using the siphons. It's not that raw killing power. It's something else. Mm -hmm. Well, because he has both, right? He has the shadow singer stuff and the regular killing power like what Cassian has. And I think they mentioned it in Warren Rune also that um he yeah that there's like he's not the only one that has ever existed but they're rare and there's kind of no rhyme or reason to why certain people have it and so they kind of have it reminds me of like batman born out of the darkness you know (laughs) (laughs) so that's i think that's always what i have in my mind that somehow um the shadows were drawn to him because of being locked up as a kid but we don't know for sure that's where that came from i know i i hope I hope in either Elaine's book or in Astro's book or however that goes, mm-hmm. I really hope we learn more about his powers and yeah. where they come from because he's just so interesting. He is. <laughs> and he's also, it also was making me laugh because I noticed it once in Warren Rune and then again in this book that as also like picks the in, like the yes, dust off his shoulder. I noticed like, that too. Just, yes. I thought it was just Reese, but then I thought that was funny that he's described mm-hmm. as doing that too. Just like, uh. Okay. I know, picked an invisible speck of dust off uh-huh. of his jacket. I yep. noticed that too. And it made me wonder, like, does he also feel dirty? Oh my God, I don't know. Well, yeah, he feels like he doesn't belong, right? We know that for mm-hmm. sure. But yeah, it's a good question. That's wild. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. There is so, so much between Azrael and Elaine in this book, too. Yeah. Yeah, although it's funny. So now reading it again, I don't know. Some of it is, yeah, maybe they have potential sparks. Mm -hmm. But some of it could also be that there's less pressure with Azrael. Like everyone expects her to give Lucian some time and get to know him. And there's like already this outside pressure from everyone else of oh well he's said that he's your mate and so you need to give him a chance versus with as it's like one of the friends he's just he's like low pressure you can just talk to him whatever and so while she did maybe address him more directly than she addresses some of other people I still felt like it actually could have maybe just fallen into that, like, he is a comfortable family member. Yeah. There were a few comments that were made where, like, they would they would be having a conversation and she would look at Azrael and then blush. Yeah. Or how she gave him a Christmas present. Oh, that was so sweet. Everybody <laughs> oh, giving him headaches. <laughs> that was so cute. And how he looked up at the sky and just laughed. Yeah, was like, that was oh so God. cute. And so funny. It, it reminds you that... Oh, Elaine is always watching. Mm-hmm. Yes, she is. Which is part of why I have this, like, <laughs> I would love to see and Elaine goes off the deep end and has a oh, brief yeah. villain arc or something. It'd be like, so just interesting. Because I I think she's way more observant than people mm-hmm. give her credit for. Like, I think she's she's quietly observing a lot of times and that being a good example of that, right? Definitely. So, I don't know. I But I thought that that was 
yeah. sweet too his reaction of laughing that hard since he's normally so composed so was cute yes i loved that oh yeah. my gosh so oh. on a magic front mm-hmm. do we learn more in i can't remember if it's in this book or if it's in one of the other sjm books about when you like have like pent up magic that like hurts is that aelin that that happens to Oh, because there was a point at the towards the beginning of the book where um, Cassian and Reese are interacting, I think, when they're at the like Illyrian Mountains. um, And I think it's from Reese's point of view. And he's saying how he needs to he like does a little bit to like release some of the (gasps) tension of like carrying all of this magic or like yeah. releasing some of that pent-up magic so he doesn't go crazy oh my gosh I, maybe it is aelin i kind of remember that coming up in another book and i feel like it was aelin <sighs> yes because we don't see anybody else in this universe who talks like that You're right who says that they have so much that they need to like release it <gasps> yes he does make that comment what and i don't even remember what it was that he did but Gosh, maybe, yeah, because Aelin would let out some of her power because it was so heavy. It was just like a strain to hold it. So I just thought that was interesting to come up again and having remembered without spoiling big plot things, like Mm -hmm. something that happens to Aelin and probably part of why that becomes uncomfortable. I just, I don't know, it made me think of it for Reese too because I don't know if anybody else is even on the same scale of magic as him. And I think that was supposed to be yet another reminder of how he is so much aside from anyone else. Right. And it also like kind of bridges like... Mm-hmm. two very powerful beings that we know mm-hmm. <laughs> oh my goodness wow that's actually really good to point out I wonder gosh I know like the Illyrians have their siphons but like I don't think they like let them out at any point you know they don't like have to re- they don't talk mm-hmm. about having to release them in the same right. way to like feel more comfortable mm-hmm. <laughs> definitely a good thing to keep note yeah interesting yeah oh my gosh um how funny was it <laughs> When they found out that Nesta was coming for the solstice. Oh, my God. Oh. Their reaction and everybody trying to, like, awkwardly not pay attention. But I know. And everybody puts on their Illyrian leathers. <laughs> Did you catch that? Oh, I thought that was for the snowball fight that they put on their Illyrian leathers. They did for the snowball fight, too. But I noticed before, there she was like, oh, yeah, Nesta might be coming. And then uh, Reese puts on his Illyrian leathers, and she thought it was weird that he was putting them on. And then when everybody else shows up, they all were wearing their Illyrian leathers as well. I feel like we might be mixing things, because I think I, they do do that, but it's before the snowball fight. And because I remember her talking about everybody wearing their finery and stuff, like during the solstice, during the actual night solstice, when, um, when well, maybe Nessa I have shows confused up. Then. I don't know. No worries. Yeah, I think because remember she's talking about she's wearing like the navy whatever velvet dress, and she's talking mm-hmm. about how like even Az is in his all black something looking sharp. Oh, so yeah, maybe maybe I'm just fixing that up. No, I yeah, know. I think they <laughs> just kidding. I, I got the sense that they that. changed in between the snowball fight and okay. that. But Scratch yes, that it then. was not funny. important. <laughs> it was funny. Um, um, what about more? That's what we haven't talked about her oh, yet. Yeah, we learn a little bit more from her memory of her experience of when she got dumped in Autumn Court. Oh, basically, yeah, that was hard to read. It was. I forgot that we had a couple of chapters like from her point of view Mm -hmm. and I loved reading about like like it was hard to read what happened to her but it was nice to see from her point of view a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. So who do you think the other male is? 
that she heard. Do we ever know who the other male was? So in, no. in her POV, she before she says that she recognizes Eris's voice when she's just like in pain, mm-hmm. eyes closed, chilling yeah. <laughs> with a stake in her gut. And um, she says she hears another voice that has like a um, foreign accent too. Oh, I don't think I caught that as much because I thought it was just Eris that she was hearing. So let me catch that. Let me find it right here. So after, so light steady steps crunched on the leaves. Six steps sets a border guard and a patrol help somebody to help. A male voice, foreign and deep, swore, then went silent. And then a couple, a little bit further down, then she hears, don't touch her. It wasn't a warning to protect her, defend her. She knew the voice that spoke, had dreaded hearing it. She felt him approach now. So I read oh. that as two different voices. It just kind of made you wonder who else was with Eris that day. Yeah. And since there clearly was something sketchy about how that whole situation went down, because Eris acts like there's a secret that he knows and you know that everybody else doesn't know everything that happened in that situation right. of how she got to be there so it kind of makes me wonder if it has anything to do with the other five people that were there yeah that is very interesting well and then that could also mean like different ties for like the night court or not the night court the autumn court then too right. and I don't know if they've actually described because the first person that I think of when I think like um like a deep voice would be like day court for some reason. I mm. all pictured him like with a deep voice, mm-hmm. but I, I yeah, don't I know. know who has ever been described. Yeah. All we hear is foreign. Yeah. Right. A deep foreign voice, mm-hmm. which maybe it's not even somebody from this world. <laughs> I know. I know. Or maybe it's somebody from the continent. Yeah. That's, I thought maybe they mention um, the little, there's somewhere else in there that are like the little sliver of land on the whatever, like southeast or something. And they're saying that there hasn't been any king or queen there in a long time and mm-hmm. that humans wouldn't even remember who the last one was, but they might. There's right. like some comment about that. So I was like, well, maybe it's somebody from there. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Huh. It's just, we, we know so little, like even with that scene, we still yeah. know so little about how she got to be there. So, and yeah. the other thing that I've seen theories on TikTok that, um, of why she that happened to her and it was because of the line on 60 when she says um but that was not her gift her gift dot dot, dot. her gift had left her there broken and bleeding and yeah. some people have interpreted that as that she was pregnant and that they that oh. that was why they did that and to that she like lost the baby mm-hmm. oh that's actually really sad yeah so I'm not sure if I buy into that or not Mm. since I think we're supposed to assume the only time was that one time with Cassian and supposedly it's very hard to get pregnant as Bay. right but um that is a theory that I've heard floating around that that was the gift that she was losing oh that's really sad so I know because like otherwise like it wouldn't really make sense because I had that that part tab too where it was like her gift why did her gift leave her and why why is the gift showing up now Mm -hmm. why would your gift of truth show up in this moment but uh, yeah interesting so on the point of views Uh since we have um Feyre Reese Cassian's point of view which we know comes up in Silver Flames Mm -hmm. do we also think that Moore might have a book yeah 
I think she'll have a book with Emery. That would be so awesome. I, I think so. that'd be awesome. And yeah, maybe that's when we'll finally find out more I about know. her truth power. Yeah, I com- I completely forgot that she had like an estate. Me too. I was going to talk about <laughs> yeah. that. I did not remember that at all, which me makes neither. me wonder if it actually comes. I don't wonder if it doesn't really come up very well, much. Because Moore's not in really in Silver, Silver Flames. Flames. And wonder if maybe that's part of where she is, is over there. Because when she mm-hmm. was there and she sees that darkness that feels like it's watching back and she's talking about how the estate is in a place where um like night court hasn't really explored in a long time which like where is it right (laughs) so that was and the the fact that we know her horse's name and there was so much discussion over that too i don't know yeah i didn't remember that at all it's like two pages of this book yes but then because she's kind of mia for Silver mm-hmm. Flames. And to be fair, Silver Flames is more from Nessa's point of view, who doesn't really care what Mort is doing. Mm-hmm. So we're not going to find out there anyways. But yeah, that was totally went over my head last right. time. Did not remember that at all. Where Reese, so Reese says that he wants her to go like to the Illyrians and like go, go there and help them. But not just the Illyrians. He wants her to travel like all over, right? Because yeah. she's going to be going to like winter court mm-hmm. and she's going to be going to summer court she's gonna be going all right. over she's gonna be trying to like make friends between mm-hmm. all of the um courts again mm-hmm. but she's gonna start out with the illyrians because mm-hmm. they've been like completely disrupt but she needed like a break before she went there yeah i so it makes me wonder like from all these point of views it makes it seem and i did, okay after that i didn't realize how much time they spent away from each other the inner circle in in um this book or just in general in general yeah because with this like people don't know that more is at this estate they don't even know about the estate Mm -hmm. which is wild to me Mm -hmm. and then we realize that like cassian doesn't have a place in the city just one in illyria and i'm like Mm -hmm. but he doesn't stay at the townhouse he stays at the house of wind oh yeah i didn't catch him and as do well You'll catch it in the next book. <laughs> Remember? Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but they don't really talk about it that much in this book. But it's like he just has a room in the house okay. of Wind. It's not his house. And yeah. so I think that's Reese is hinting in this book that yeah. maybe you should get your own place and not just mm-hmm. mooch off our house and have a room in our <laughs> right. house, basically. Right. So. And so when I got that part, I was like, hmm, Cassian doesn't have a place in the city. Like, that's odd. Mm-hmm. It's like, and then he just stays at the house of Wind, even though he has a house. Yeah, but like, not there, right? Yeah, yeah. In probably because he spends so much time there because mm-hmm. he is in charge of the army, right? But uh, it made me think about how much time they spend not there. Yeah, uh huh. <laughs> that That's true. Because during the you know all the war efforts and stuff, a lot of it they're all spending together, strategizing and fighting right. together. But yeah, I mean they're all like emissaries and things and yeah. having to do things in other lands, so they do split up a lot. Yeah. 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 And mm-hmm. then I think it'll be interesting, like, if we do hear anything really about more in the next book, like, I feel like that's going to be one that I pay, like, special attention to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, interesting. Fine. I know. I love that. Um, oh, so- did you notice on page 166 when Lucian notices when Reese checks in with Feyre? And he was like, oh, oh yeah. checking in with your mate. Yeah. And it made me think, like, are you seeing it? Oh, like if he can see that communication too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> are we about to get a dog? We <laughs> are. Come here. Hi, Dixie. Hi. She's just like. She's so- just staring at us on the edge of the screen. <laughs> <laughs> Hi. Um, yes, I, I actually did notice that too, which was interesting. I, but it also made me think of um, 
we just read One Dark Window, and there's a yeah. certain character in that book that is like having conversations other people can't exactly. hear. Exactly. And it just made me think of maybe she had like a blank face or like yeah. there was a distinct, you know what I mean, gap in her speaking verbally. So I was like, well, maybe that was what made it more obvious is more just yeah. being like, okay, well, you're just sitting quietly in your own head for a minute, so you must be talking to him. I know. know? Yeah, it de- it definitely just gave me like a, Hmm, is yes. something else happening here? Oh, always Because that's the what eye. I pictured too. Like yes. her just like blank staring at, just yes. not saying anything. But always yeah. with the eye, for oh, sure. Always with the eye. Um, so also with Lucian though, yeah. on the page before that. Oh, hello. Oh, wow. All the kisses. Oh, yeah. Puppy hello. love. Oh, yeah. Good to So I'm going to flip to it so I can read okay. right from it. But it's on 165. <laughs> Struggles. And Lucian talking about Elaine says, I can't stand or I can't stand to be in the same room as her for more than two minutes. I can't stand to be in this court and have your mate pay for the very clothes on my back. This is a a big statement of I can't stand to be in the same room as her. I still think it's not because he doesn't like her. I think it's because he can't stand like the pressure or her not liking him. And it's like making him not like it. But I have had. We've seen theories and we've seen comments on on some of our um, posts that yeah. people think that's a, I don't know, moment of saying that he's not right for Elaine. Yeah. I don't know that I think that, but it was a it was very a strong big statement. statement. And it, big, some big feelings in that big statement. Feelings. Yeah. Yeah. It's, I thought that was wild too, because I think there was another part where um, he either says he's not staying there or he's not coming somewhere and elaine had like visibly relaxed mm, yep i i caught that too yeah and Ferris says something along the lines of like oh hopefully lucian didn't see that she like visibly relaxed yep and could you imagine how hard that is mm. on lucian that'd like, be so sad just poor to feel lucian. so unwanted after already being kicked out of two courts right he's already exactly. been kicked out of autumn and now he's been kicked out of spring mm-hmm. which speaking of spring court it was kind of sad Oh, that, that was actually really sad. And like, okay, Reese, like, I understand that like, he's, he's pushing him because he feels like that's what he needs. Mm -hmm. And it, to me, it just seemed a little cruel. Yeah, it just felt a little over the top, like rubbing salt in the wound a little bit. It really did. Like, Farah had already like, she's already trying to deal with it on her own. And if she wants to talk to Tamlin and stuff about that, like, then she already said she didn't want to go. She didn't want to talk to him. She has no need to. But then he goes and he's just kind of like mean anyway. Yeah. I mean, I get the concern over border security, Yeah, you know, but some of the he was not, <laughs> not very mm. nice in the conversations. No, he wasn't. And I get it, but it's like, uh, I don't know. Mm-hmm. He's been, he's been so good about Farah's healing. And I feel like up until now. Yeah. Well, cause we don't really know what's going on in his head until now. Right. Know, right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So many POVs in this one. I kind of liked it. I know. (laughs) It was kind of nice. Well, speaking of Tamlin, actually. Oh, Tamlin. So what did you think of Reese's um, solstice present to Farah? With the satchel for her painting supplies and the sketchbook and stuff. Did Hmm. you notice how similar that was to the present that Tamlin got Farah? And it just made me think of, like, right present, wrong time. Mm -hmm. You know? Like, it... She was so excited about it from mm-hmm. him. Right. But she was really like, oh, 
how could you even imagine I'd want that I know. from Tamlin? And that made me feel a little bad because, well, Tamlin was oblivious and should have noticed that that was not something that she was into at that yeah. moment. Um, it just was sad to see <laughs> it that was. it was something that she clearly liked. Like, yeah. he wasn't totally off base. No, he wasn't. <laughs> he wasn't. And she was just in, like, a no. totally weird headspace and everything. Yeah. I actually didn't even put that connection together yeah. until you said it. Oh so that was going to say. And mostly it was just funny because it just felt like another moment for Reese to be like, ha, I win. You know? I know. Give you the same present. Be like, more from me. Literally. Well, in fact, it was actually like, I don't want to say worst present, but like Tamlin went all out when he was like, I got mm-hmm. you like a whole traveling paint set and it's mm-hmm. in this whole case and there's like all the she describes all these colors and all these brushes and everything mm-hmm. and Reese gets her a satchel with some paintbrushes or something like it yeah. wasn't like an extravagant gift it was like small which to be fair I think she probably only wanted small right, right. Like, it clearly makes her a little bit uncomfortable even if she likes it to, yeah. to get presents but just kind of funny I know funny it was difference. interesting hearing her talk about how she didn't like want presents or anything because she's like seeing how everybody is rebuilding and it's really hard for her to like celebrate to spend frivolously yeah mm-hmm. yeah and reese just has like all of the money in the world yeah sugar daddy reese <laughs> sugar daddy reese. i think everybody would take sugar daddy reese build any so house too. you want yes sir don't yeah. gotta tell me twice i know i so one thing that i actually really appreciated from this book because if you have a lot of people skip the novella mm-hmm. and I feel like this is really good because you start to see Reese less in that like, oh, Reese, like I love him. He can do no wrong. Mm-hmm. And like with Tamlin, like with Tamlin and like some of the comments and stuff that uh, Reese makes to even other people, you start to realize that he's not all like sweet and nice all the mm-hmm. time. Like he does to have this like darker petty side to him yep. that we're really gonna see. And so I feel like it was a really good bridge from Akawar when everything is just like so happy and healthy yes. until like now you're seeing like a little bit of it and now you really get to see it from Nessa's point of view. Mm-hmm. So Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. So one other thing I had made note of just that I want to talk about this is the first time that we really hear about, is it Ramiel? Ramiel? Oh, the yeah, mountain. the mountain. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And having read this so quickly after Akawar, when we were mm-hmm. just talking about the old gods, it was interesting that Cassian makes a comment about how it feels alive and awake and watchful. Oh, yeah. And if you remember, it was just in the last book, I think, that um, there was a comment about the old gods and how... They're in everything. They're in the mountains and the streams, yeah. and they are those things. Because we talked about it when Pharaoh was, like, running and the trees were moving for her. Yeah. yeah. So it was kind of another one, one of those oh. moments where I was like, huh, I wonder if... Which makes sense, because, like, the blood rite is, like, such a huge tradition, and he's right. like, I don't even know what came first, the insignia or the um, the uh, blood rite, yeah. and there's a lot of discussion over that. So that was kind of interesting to me, just to be like, huh, I wonder if there's going to yeah. be even more significance behind that mountain interesting than we know yeah and i feel like we're reading it so much differently that this this time that i mm-hmm. feel like silver flames is gonna feel really different it is it is gonna feel really different i'm so excited for it already mm-hmm. <laughs> that's awesome yeah oh. um what else i got that's oh. pretty much everything that i had on here i think <laughs> there is dresses 
The oh, fact that Reese's mom made the mold. That was so, so, how would you feel about that? I mean, that's so sweet, but also like, how did she know what size she was going to be? Okay, I was wondering <laughs> the same thing. <laughs> like, are they just magic dresses and so they auto-size whatever <laughs> size you are? Like, Maybe. I mean, that's pretty cool. <laughs> But that seems pretty wild that something, all these dresses always talked about fitting to her so perfectly. Yes. I'm like, how the fuck did you know that? Exactly. <laughs> or what about like kind of what we were just saying with Reese? Like, what do we think about his comment? Oh, you didn't guess that? Yeah, I don't know how she would have figured that out. No, you like literally never gave any hints or anything. How was she supposed to know that? Yeah. I, I felt like that <laughs> comment would have made me feel really stupid. Yeah, that would have made me stupid because <laughs> did she even know that she was, I guess she maybe knew that she was a seamstress, but like that her, his mom was a seamstress, but still oh, see, I was like, I really how would, that. I was like, how would she have guessed that? Exactly. I would not have guessed that at all. But I yeah. literally scoffed when I read that line. I was like, <laughs> okay let's not make our significant other feel dumb yeah yeah so (laughs) i definitely definitely got that but i did think it was sweet yes it was like a way for farah to feel connected to the women in reese's life even though they're not around anymore Mm -hmm. and she always talks about how beautiful the dresses Mm -hmm. are yeah she loves them she also says like how fitting they are for her yeah and so part of me does wonder like did she know did did Reese's mom know, like, have an inkling? Of oh, who? like, maybe she was a seer, too, yeah. or something, or had some some bits of that, some visions of mm-hmm. who it was going to be and that she would need it? Yeah. Oh, yeah, that would be cool. That would be really cool. Yeah, we know so little about his mom and his sister. I, I wish we knew more. I wish so, too. But it's sad because we're not going to get um, books about Reese and Feyre again. Right. And so, like, are we just, like, are we going to have to learn about them, like, third person? Or maybe just not. I mean, it's also yeah. possible they're always going to be side character or like kind of on the side and we, mm-hmm. we don't need to know more about yeah. them. Hmm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. So many theories and questions. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to think about it. I think that was most. Oh, I think the only other thing kind of ending it on a sad note. Oh. But um, Nesta taking the money after Solstice. Oh, yeah. And her point yeah. of view there. Do you want to that talk was, about that? That was a little rough. Um, and Cassian totally calls her out for it, too. He does. And his point of view there of chasing after and being like, I don't even know what I'm going to say, but I need to say something. Like, I can see her wasting yeah. away. And people, I think before, the people who don't like Silver Flames mm-hmm. hate on Nesta, I think, for situations like that yeah. and say that she's just taking advantage of Farah and things too. But again, I think people forget how Farah was mm-hmm. when the first time when she was dealing with this stuff. And yeah. um, even Cassian makes a comment about how he, he was like, it took me weeks, months, maybe in years to get over my yeah. first battle or something like that. And Nesta did fight. She like, lured Oh yeah, Hybrid she did. Out. She would, you know, stabs him too. whatever. Yep. She's, I mean, she was in it. She had also like, she had been through everything with the inner circle. She yeah. had like gone to all the meetings. She had been very mm-hmm. heavily involved. Mm-hmm. And so, and then she fought like really hard. Mm-hmm. And so I, yeah, she, she had more skin in the game than Elaine did. Mm-hmm. And so obviously she's having a harder time with it. Yeah. So that was just really sad though, to imagine having to pay a family member to come Ugh. to the mm-hmm. event to make another family member happy. That was just, that was really sad, especially because Solstice is Farrah's birthday. It, yeah. Like, so on, to add on I to know. that, that was really, really Ugh, sad. That was rough. I, so <laughs> because I'm not an estimator, yeah. <laughs> no, I, 
reading this book though I thought Nesta was a lot more nasty mm. when I read this the first time. Mm-hmm. Like, I completely forgot that when Feyre goes and finds her at that, like, podunk bar, and I thought Nesta was horrible to her the first time. Nesta's not. She's not. She's like, you know what? I she's don't really want to come. Yeah, she's like, eh, I'm just, like, not interested. I'm just, like, doing my own thing. Mm-hmm. Which, like, yeah, she's spending a ton of money and everything. But, like, she's not outright horrible Mm. and it shocked me a little bit because I just remembered thinking of her so poorly from this book especially Mm -hmm. and then when she's like oh my rent's due in like three days whatever I was like okay yeah that that's shitty Mm -hmm. and then afterwards when she took the money yeah that's bad she did tell her that's exactly what she wanted though and Feyre did give it to her Mm -hmm. I I thought it was really sad. Could you imagine sitting through Christmas and the only person that gives you a gift is Elaine, is your sister? Yeah, that was sad too. Yeah, and so everybody's sitting there, which even Feyre, Mm -hmm. even Feyre was like, hmm, I didn't get anything from you. You knew she was coming. Do we know what Cassian got her? We find out in Silver Flames. Do we? Okay. Mm -hmm. And I think, (laughs) oh, I remember what it is. Okay, well, I'll say it off. I'll say it off. I'll say it off. Yeah, I'll let it be a surprise for me, I guess, because I don't remember. yeah, it's it's what really sweet and special. Yeah. And I that scene broke my heart. Mm-hmm. Especially because we were getting it from Cassian's point of view mm-hmm. and him just being like not knowing how he's feeling but knowing he feels very strongly about it. Mm-hmm. That was really funny to me, but just knowing how heartbroken he was that like he's trying to he's trying to help and trying to do things for her when clearly nobody else is. Mm-hmm. Like no wonder she's retreating because nobody's trying to help her. Yeah. Like, Feyre had even said, like, she hasn't gone to see her. Mm-hmm. Elaine hasn't gone to see her. Reese hasn't gone to see Yammerin her. Yamrin is the only one that's kind of talked to her. Exactly. And not even, like, a lot. Yep. Like, obviously, if you feel like your whole family is, like, not wanting to, like, wanting you to be a part of mm-hmm. it. To be fair, she didn't want them there either. No, she didn't. But they didn't try. Yeah. Nobody tried. So, like, how would she know unless mm-hmm. they were actually trying? Like, she didn't go either. But, like, if I felt unwanted, I wouldn't be there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I know. Oh, poor Nesta. I'll I be know. excited to see her story again as we read. Me too. So. <laughs> I'm very excited to read Silver Flames again. This one's my favorite yeah. of the whole series. Yeah. I know. So, that's going to be coming up soon here, too, before the end yeah. of the year. Before, I know. I can't even believe we've done all of this before the end of the year. Yeah. I love really it. We're really getting through them quick. Heck yeah, we are. <laughs> I know. Awesome. Perfect. Well, go ahead and give us a follow, guys, and give us a five-star review. We we love having all of our new book friends in on this SJM conversation. Just having so much fun. Yeah. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next time. Thank you so much for joining us on Miss Willow's Book Club Podcast. Check us out on Instagram and TikTok at Miss Willow's Book Club Pod for our upcoming reads. Keep Keep it spicy, book lovers.